Welcome to the Analytics of Dynasty Patreon podcast. I'm your host, Jordan McNamara. Going to dive into running back Nick Chubb in this episode. Uh, Cleveland Browns. Been good uh, so far in his career. Second round, a couple years back. Big knee injuries coming out of college. One big knee injury uh, basically shredded his knee, uh, but stayed in school for an extra year uh, and and really saw uh, really saw an improvement in his final year in college, and then was able to uh, transition to the NFL. Early second round pick. It's funny, I always think of what what would be of Nick Chubb if he went to the Patriots instead of where Sony Michelle went, right? So that would be an interesting comparison between the two. Um, but of course, he's with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, post-draft, he's going, uh, I'm just looking at my tracker, he's going 21.1. Um, so that is just behind Miles Sanders. Uh, that is behind Josh Jacobs, behind Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Jonathan Taylor comes in front of him. He is number nine for the offseason uh, in total. However, that uh, is behind... Uh, he is behind Miles Sanders. Uh, so he's actually going about 10... Um, 11 when you factor in Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So I think that's a, uh, um, we'll call it a, a flattish tier in there, uh, would be sort of my, my take on, on the value in that range. However, I wouldn't have guys like Clyde Edwards-Alaire in there. So I, I can make a pretty reasonable argument for Chubb and Sanders and Jacobs and Taylor um, Mixon, I think, is in that discussion, too, uh, considering I have uh, Taylor right up there. I have Jacobs up above Mixon in my football guys ranking. So I do think it, that tier slides to there. I wouldn't have Clyde edwards Air in there. So, you know, if you said, hey, listen, I like Nick Chubb over, uh, you know, Miles Sanders or Josh Jacobs or heck, Mixon or, or Jonathan Taylor, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Um, so I think that that tier range is pretty flat for me. I would have all those guys ahead of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, you know, I have my preferences in that range, but I don't think it's a massive value difference, uh, all told. Uh, so Nick Chubb is running back eight last year, 261 points, only eight touchdowns, but 1,494 rushing yards. He did have 36 receptions. There was a lack of... Uh, receiving really once Kareem Hunt came back. Um, and then, you know, once he came back, it was really more of a two-back system. Uh, Kareem Hunt did have, uh, they basically were the, the exact opposite. So about 75% of the running back touches went to Nick Chubb on the ground, and about 75% or so uh, went to Kareem Hunt in the passing game. So I think that those are interesting comparisons. I do think when you look at him now, right, when you look at Chubb, I do think it's a little bit of a different universe than it was last year. For example, uh, new offensive system, uh, I don't think that helps Kareem Hunt. Uh, I do think Kareem Hunt is a good player. I, I do think the, the schematic usage of Kareem Hunt, that coaching change doesn't help Kareem Hunt. Uh, you know, this is a uh, was a one back system last year. 
and a lot of the pieces are similar to how Minnesota was put together last year offensively. The two outside receivers, two pretty good tight ends, uh, and and a one-back Delvin Cook-led offense. That was really the the formula last year for the Minnesota Vikings where Kevin Stefanski was the coach. So I I think it's more of that type of scenario. Uh, so if, if anyone is at risk, if if I'll say this, if people are baking in Kareem Hunt getting, you know, being a 50-50 committee or something like that, I think there's upside on Chubb in that scenario. If that's what the price is baking in, which I think it is, I think there's upside on Chubb. I think that represents a floor usage for Nick Chubb, assuming health. So, um, all right, some, some recent trades uh, for, for Nick Chubb. Uh, Nick Chubb for 102 and 111. Uh, that is start one. So if that's Jonathan Taylor, that's pretty interesting. Uh, for me, uh, not sure if, uh, you know, uh, not if he's not there, I think that's a, a little bit more interesting. That 111 is pretty nice too. So um, that would be an interesting value proposition depending on who's on the board at 102. Some more trades. Uh, Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson and a future first for Delvin Cook and Alexander Madison. It's a pretty interesting one. If you, I think that that folks would have Delvin Cook higher than I do. Uh, so you know, let's just take out the the Chubb Cook for a second. Uh, that's basically Madison for a first plus um on the duke johnson side so that's that's a pretty interesting one depending on you know depending on where you are on uh chubb versus cook i think that's an interesting that's an interesting trade there um nick chubb uh for dwayne haskins 104 204 207 at future third i don't i don't like that type of deal that's that's again that's pocket change for a dollar I don't love to do that um I just I don't love that start one too so you're not even really getting the Haskins base rates bet or anything in there and super flex anything like that so yeah I would I would pretty clearly take the Nick Chubb side um Nick Chubb and 311 for Aaron Rodgers and 106 that's start one um it's IDP and other things. Yeah, that's pretty clearly Nick Chubb to me. Um, and then on the flip side of that is Nick Chubb and 311 for 101. Um, so that's basically putting you in that tier with Jonathan Taylor, sort of how you feel in that range. Uh, again, I think that's fair. I think that's uh, – I'm not going to talk anyone out of that tier, right? So if you're in that tier, it's a beauty in the eye of the beholder thing. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor's younger, but he hasn't proven it yet. You don't exactly know. Uh, and we know what Nick Chubb is, right? So, uh, you know, those range of outcome things, that those are more beauty in the eye of the beholder. I don't have a problem with anything that looks like that on either side. No, that's, that's a, that's a you pick it type trade. Um, Another one that, that I just wouldn't do is Marlon Mack, Paris Campbell, and two future firsts. I mean, again, pocket change for a 
top 20 startup pick. That's in start one, too, so you're looking probably like a first-round valuation there on Nick Chubb. I just can't get on board with that. Um, Nick Chubb for Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon. You're basically selling a stud asset for falling knives. Not not a good process. Um, looking at some other like non-running backs, there's a Mike Evans in a second for Nick Chubb. That one I think is pretty interesting. I think Nick Chubb's probably got higher uh, – upside in terms of warp and and those sorts of things um but you know this is a this is a mike evans friendly uh, site and and podcast station so um you know we we <laughs> think very highly of him so um you know again i don't team construct those sorts of things i think that's a fair trade um, Nick Chubb for in 311 for 103. That's in start one. Give me the Nick Chubb side. Nick Chubb for Dalvin Cook. Again, I, I have turned down Dalvin Cook plus plus for Nick Chubb in the past year. I turned down a future second, Aaron Jones and Dalvin Cook for Nick Chubb. That hurts because I probably would have won some money last year um, and didn't. Um, but um, those things, those things happen. Um, I, I thought the process was, I knew when I made that, didn't make that trade that I was giving up a ton of market value. Like I knew that. So, um, but those things happen. So, um, Miles Sanders, Debo Samuel for Nick Chubb and Mike Evans. That's just a crushing, that's a crushing win for the Nick Chubb, Mike Evans side, just in terms of even if you scratch out Miles Sanders and Nick Chubb is even Evans, there's no range of facts that put Debo Samuel over Mike Evans. There's just no, there's just no range of outcomes really that I think is a reasonable, uh, a reasonable assumption to close that gap. So that's just a crushing trade for the Evans side. Um, Nick Chubb for Dallas Goddard in 108 again. In start one, it just doesn't really do it. That's 10 teams as well. It just doesn't really do it for me. So I think, you know, by and large, there's different valuations there. Um, Nick Chubb for in Tyler Boyd and two future seconds for Christian McCaffrey. It feels a little light. Um, uh, but it, it, I guess you would have to feel really, really good about Tyler Boyd to get up to McCaffrey. Um, Nick Chubb for uh, Carson Wentz straight up in Superflex. Um, Nick Chubb and Josh Jacobs. Nick Chubb for Josh Jacobs, a couple of future thirds and a future four. So, again, how you feel, that's a beauty in the eye of the beholder. I'm not going to talk anyone out of that. Um, Nick Chubb for Nikhil Harry, 107, 111, and a future second. Um, give me the Chubb side on that and start one. Um, Nick Chubb and Chris Godwin for Saquon Barkley. So that's a big boy trade in terms of valuation um, or big girl trade, big, big person trade. Um, you know, that's that's a that's a lot of premium assets going back and forth there. So um, that's an interesting one. Uh, it's a pretty interesting one. Dep it, a lot of that, I think, depends on how you feel about uh, Chris Godwin. So. Um, all right. Well, that'll pretty much do it for this show, Nick Chubb. Yeah, I think the market's a little, you know, a, a little all over the place. I guess one takeaway action item would be, can you get in that tier with a guy like Miles Sanders and get Nick Chubb plus, right? Like that, that, those types of trades, you know, explore that, right? If you're, if you're, you know, how can you arbitrage that tier, 
right? And and add, you know, whether that's bumping up a tier in another place, you know, that that uh, Debo Samuel to Mike Evans trade comes to mind, right? That's that sort of thing. How can you do something like that? That would be an action item that I think is plenty reasonable for in a Nick Chubb type trade. So, all right, well, that'll do it for this episode. Nick Chubb, until next time, continue embracing the variance and we will talk again soon.